Hello, and welcome to the Air Cargo World On Air podcast. My name is Chelsea Toxar, and I'm your host. As the current standing of Brexit hangs in limbo until January 31st, 2020, with little light likely to be shed on the situation until the United Kingdom's general election takes place on December 12th, freight forwarders are already at work establishing contingency plans for a worst-case scenario during this murky period. In this episode of On Air with Air Cargo World, we spoke with Robert Keane, British International Freight Association Director General, regarding what regulatory uncertainty stemming from Brexit means for freight forwarders, namely a potential skilled labor shortage and increased cost of customers. Stay tuned now for the full podcast here. In your opinion, or from what you're seeing at the organization, what is the general mood of UK air cargo logistics providers toward the current standing in Brexit? Um, it, it's it's uh, one of frustration, really. Um, the I, I represent the freight forwarders, uh, who are a really quite a pragmatic bunch of people. Um, so, you know, you give them a problem, they solve it. They're, at the moment, the, the issue is that um, a lot of it's outside of our control because of the politics. We, um, we have no firm agreement on what's happening after we leave the EU, if we leave the EU, EU when we leave the EU. So, you know, we try and get on with it as best we can. Um, but as, as of today, uh, we're no further forward than we were in June 2016 when the uh, referendum vote came in. So... Um, this contingency planning, as I as I said in in our in our exchange, but uh, we still need you know we still we still need to know exactly what the position is before we can put plans in place. Yeah, it's kind of muddling around without a map. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good very good analogy. I mean, something I used once. Um, you know, we've got. Um, uh, if we're going to get into corny analogies, it's a bit like uh, <laughs> you've got you've got you've got a canvas, you've got the the edge of the canvas painted, but there's nothing in the middle yet. Um, so uh-huh. you can only go so far. Yeah, I used your roadmap example myself once, in as much as you know, if you if you tell us where we're going, I'll tell you how we're going to get there. But at the moment, we just don't know where we're going. I mean, there may be uh, currently it's now been put back another three months. Um, mm-hmm. it, it may well be, and of course we have uh, an election on, so it depends what the composition of the new parliament is. Um, and then again, it depends whether um, we go, for, uh, and again, the, the idea that we could still um, do this so-called crash out, uh, no deal is still in the background. So, um, you know, it really is, uh, you know, unpredictable. Given this environment, how well, are Ford? Actually, no. I mean, um, we just carry on as usual, really. Um, uh, and, and until the um, until there is a change in legislation, or um, until there, uh, you know, uh, there are new regulations to abide by, or there are different barriers. I mean, for for example, doing um, uh, the biggest. Thing, of course, I know you're finding from states. I mean, but the uh, of course, the biggest impact is going to be on infra-European business. Um, and at the moment, it carries on as normal. Um, and, uh, you know, we just don't know whether 
when we leave the EU, we may have a transition deal, in which case we won't have to do customs decoration for um, and during the transition deal. But if, for example, this, I don't know if you've heard the expression no deal or mm-hmm. crash out. I mean, if, 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 we, if we went out in an unnegotiated way, then presumably we'd have to um, start working with border controls from the moment we went, uh, you know, as soon as we, as soon as we left. Um, it's having a, the, the biggest difficulty, I think, for the UK is to do with staffing. Um, um, we, we've got reasonably full employment in the UK. Um, I mean, there are always, there's always certain people unemployed. Um, but we're, we're suffering from quite a skill shortage because um, a lot of workers from the European Union uh, are thinking, well, why should I stay in the UK if it's such an un- unfriendly place? And um, uh, also, a lot of EU nationals are being having to go through various procedures um, for permits to stay in the UK or to be um, UK citizens, some of whom have been here, you know, 15, 20 years, and they're still made to go through this procedure. So um, we, we've lost uh, a number of skilled staff that have gone back to uh, either their own countries they come from or from other countries. We've got reasonably full employment. So if we have to start um, doing more customs procedures, there are simply no, not staff there to immediately hire to get that done. We just don't know. I mean, I was talking to uh, a, a firm that does a lot of European trucking, um, and they're based in a part of the UK um, because forwarders are based everywhere. They don't necessarily with air. They can be. They usually around an airport, but most forwarders are based right across the country. And um, he he estimated that if he had to do, start doing customs declarations on European traffic, <laughs> that he'd need twelve extra staff. Um, and there's just not any staff in the part of the world and part of the UK who is that are available. So. Um, you know, he, he he was at a complete loss as to what he was going to do it if if uh, if it had been a difficult Brexit. Is there anything that foreigners in the UK and continental Europe are able to do to kind of mitigate the potential impact, or is it really just wait and see? Well, yeah, to to some extent they can. They they've um, uh, some of our members have been planning for a worst case scenario, as I said to you, um, and. You know, they're, they're mainly talking to their customers, telling their customers what's going on, what might go on, warning their customers that costs may rise. Um, uh, the, um, again, we're back to your analogy, you know, until we know where we're driving to, um, we can't tell you what road we're going to drive down. So then what would the best case scenario be? Um, um, I suppose... Um, the uh, best case scenario would be that we get a transition period, which is a possibility, and that um, nothing changes for um, 18 months or something like that. Um, we don't want, nobody wants what's called a no deal, where we just crash out of the EU um, without proper procedures and preparations in place. You know, if we have to start putting borders up and barriers overnight, then it's going to be pretty difficult. Now, I mean, 
all I can come back to you and say is what I said at the beginning is that our members are fairly resourceful and entrepreneurial. They are problem solvers. So Mm -hmm. to some extent, I'm reasonably confident that um, our members will solve problems. However, if the um, amount of extra work is beyond their staffing capability, then that might be difficult. Uh, But then, you know, customs, uh, sorry, UK customs may at that stage abbreviate procedures just to relieve the um, uh, the logjam if, if there is if there are backlogs and if there are problems at ports. But again, it's all speculation. I'm what do stakeholders need to do to prepare? I mean, is there anything they can do really that you can identify? Uh, well, if, if you're one of a if you're a freight forwarder. I mean, all you need to do is just read the information we're pushing out month after month. As things develop, that's about it, really. As we know information, we pass it on to people. For everyone listening at home, be sure to check into our next podcast for more news on the world of air cargo.